sleazy e-commerce tactics that work. Blissy's secrets. Let's, Let's go. What's up, everyone? Sean and Zara here with Matt Skopak. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Deep Dive, episode 59, where we dive into businesses like Blissey and dive into their marketing and business strategies such that you can take these tactics and implement them into your business. So Blissey is actually pretty interesting because Matt originally didn't like them. Now you have a I'm halfway there. Train of thought. I believe when do you know what they when they started? They started recently, 2018, 2019 maybe. Even. 2019. They're selling with Macy's and Nordstrom. I believe 20 in 2020 they partnered up with Nordstrom. And their revenue, I mean, there, there was a lot of figures. I don't know the ballpark, but... It said, it said their first year they were doing like twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 a month. Then it said basically they tripled it. And then by the end of the year, they did maybe seven digits. And then by the end of the second year, they were over 10 digits, meaning more than $10 million. So, And then they said they were estimating that they could do over $30 million in 2021. The product itself or the, the brand, they sell silky pillowcases, sleep masks, I believe, mm-hmm. and everything in the bedding, the pillow sprays. And, uh, you know, if you actually when you scroll through the website, it's very infomercial-like. It's very like Alibaba setup. The product, I believe, I, I strongly believe, is from Alibaba. It was outsourced from Alibaba, right? The, the cost of buying the product is relatively cheap. And the reason I really, I really like this brand, Matt now, again, train of thought, you know, realized that this brand is, well, wow, anyone could do this. What they just did, they literally outsourced the product, created a little market for silky pillowcases, which was already existed right existed for years and years and decades but they built a brand around it just silk yep this and is something that they did really well which is i guess go back to business school is they found a uncompetitive market which was pillowcases there's not that much competition in it and there was easy barriers to entry and they outmarketed the rest of the competition and basically brought to the spotlight and they're not even they're e-commerce specialists they're two yeah. founders i can't i think one of them is vahi harusian if I'm pronouncing it wrong, I think the other guy is Edgar something. Again, not in the beauty industry because, again, for the, the silky pillowcase, it's good for your skin, your hair, I believe. Yeah, it's so a that's ben- how they're marketing the it. benefits just- are basically since, I guess, skin, when you create friction with what you do, usually with a cotton pillow, it creates irritation. So the, the whole premise is you reduce friction on your face when you sleep or in your hair. It doesn't dehydrate your skin or your hair. So the benefits of it are supposed to be good for your face, helps alleviate breakouts. It says it's anti-bacterial uh, anti, uh, or I forget the word microbial, but there, there, no one knows if that's any proof to it. And then the third is it, it cools. It doesn't retain heat like cotton. So those are some of the benefits of why it stands out. Some of the competitive benefits from a regular cotton pillowcase. And by the way, the reason I actually like, again, this episode too, sleazy. These are sleazy e-commerce tactics, but let's let's hold back why we call that the headline. Because these are the tactics that... They almost, work. They work. They're great. And anyone could do it, but it's it's kind of deceiving. And that's how we're going to get into like some of the tactics. Uh, don't get me wrong. However you want to play it, but they're growth hacking. They really yeah. know how to growth hack. Yeah, they're growth hacking. So, Sleazy is probably not the, the optimal word, but growth hacking is really what they do. Yeah. So, let me start with them. Actually, you do 
You want me to start one? one? Yeah. yeah. Number one, create credibility for your brand by displaying major publications within your marketing creatives. And you'll see multiple multiple creatives if we go to their Facebook ad library here, here. If you look within the ad, you're going to see good housekeeping. You're going to see a lore. You're going to see just multiple big publications that everyone knows. And what happens when you see a product and then a big publication like you always see this with Forbes, name the big publication that you see it with, and then you see the product on it. Why do they do that? Why, do, why does every brand do that? It's because when you see a product and you do not know a brand name, you're unsure of it. We're, we're human beings. We're skeptical. And we're, especially now, we're skeptical of the scams. We don't want to buy something crappy or that's not well made. So by providing these large publications within the ad creative, what you're doing is you're giving confidence to the consumer that this brand is legit, which sometimes it is, most of the times it is, but it's going to give you the credibility. So you're going to have a higher conversion ratio when you go to that site and then possibly follow through with the conversion. So you'll see this a lot. And now that we mentioned it to you, you're going to notice it. When marketing creatives show a publication, that's what's happening is you're providing instant credibility to that brand. It also helps build up uh, backlinks to your website, which generates yep. for Google uh, SEO purposes. Of course. So these are high authority websites. Those are the articles though. Like by having articles or publications on those major ones, mm -hmm. it helps your SEOs. Not within the picture of the marketing, but Sean's 100% right. If you want to get higher in your SEO and you can, you can compete. Usually in newer industries, you can compete better with SEO. Then you get publications by big, big ranking publications, and that's how you get higher onto the first page. And you know what's surprising? Some people still don't know this, Matt. To get on these PR articles, it's either you could go, we talked about this in a, another previous podcast. There's a website called uh, haro.com. It's helpareporterout.com. Um, you sign up. I think it's, I believe it's free. And in your inbox, you receive, like, I believe, three emails a day, morning, afternoon, and night. And it's from random reporters. It could be Forbes. It could be Inc. Looking for articles to discuss, like brands to discuss. And you basically enter why you're the expert in that field or why your product benefits that headline and yep. how they could take that story and take it with them and add your brand. Or perhaps the other ways of going about it. It could be taboo. I don't know. People are paying a lot of these articles. Well, oh, you're yeah. reading in you Forbes. Pay. You pay the play, guys. You oh. read in Forbes, any of the big ones, you pay the play. So if word advice, go on Upwork.com. There's a lot of PR specialists that have these backed, I guess, uh, partnerships? Relationships. relationships. They have the relationships with the big publications. And what these big publications, all they want, guys, is clicks. They want clicks. They want eyes. So either if you, you got a partner with a huge celebrity, so then the celebrity is with the brand, and they'll pick up the pick up the article, their PR release, or you're going to have to pay. And that's just the way it works. Yeah. So if you go to Upwork, look for those PR specials, and you may have to also pay for the publication as well. So all right, number two, hack consumer attention by appearing organic. Now, this was interesting when I was looking at Blissey's ad library, and we were looking at it at least in February of 2022. Some of their creatives, actually a lot of their creatives, is a person, and I believe it's a fake person because I actually went on Instagram, went on Twitter, looked for this person. I believe it was Abby May something and literally it's it's uh it looks like a facebook post where it's like i saw this tiktok video and it made me buy it this tiktok video is insane uh what was actually a good one let me see i saw this on tiktok and now i'm hooked 
and it's literally a video it's a, it's a headline it looks like kind of a meme but it looks like a, also like a customer review and it's like a person and it's a video it's a compilation well it depends on the creative you're looking at it's a compilation of just a bunch of people talking about this awesome awesome product so it captures your attention because it looks so organic it looks like just like a post that you see on instagram or on your facebook feed so i believe that's a good way of hacking consumer attention have you seen those ads Did yeah you see that uh, what do you think it's now it's I mean, it's, again it's we're taboo in the, we're in the day and age right now where with the tightening of facebook ads the fighting of ad space ads are becoming more expensive you're going to have to get much more creative and you're going to have to know your consumer better than the consumer knows themselves so that your ads convert at a higher ratio because if not you're not going to be able to survive and just at this moment this is this is this converts highly so i mean the taboo part of it, about it is you're really creating a fake person a person didn't say that. If it's fake, I mean that's a fake. Okay, what I, I mean, I looked it up, and, and plus, maybe it's, it's, it's a bunch of different headlines in the same person. Maybe they anyway, really love the brand. It's up to you to uh, determine that. All right <laughs> for uh, number three. Number three: create a market for a new product line, and then have bloggers basically shout it out. And this is something that I saw them do. Credits them for this. They had this main pillow line that was marketed to adults, right? Adult women for the most part. And then what did they do? Then they they introduced a kid's pillow line. Very creative. Same product, smaller size. But thinking about it, who purchases the pillows, the, the pillowcases, the silk pillowcases at first? The mom, the woman. Who makes all the purchases for the kids usually in terms of bedding and things like that or clothing? The mom. So if you're going to buy yourself something, you're probably going to buy your kid it too. I mean, you can't believe, wow, the silk case works for me, but I'm not going to get one for my kids or my friend or, or my daughter or my son. Like it doesn't make sense. So they introduced a kid's line with great patterns and whatnot. And me, Sean, I've talked, to this, talked about this before. If you want to market a product for a specific action or a specific uh, point in your life or a routine, then you have to market that routine or you have to market the effects of your product that help with that action or routine. And this is something they did. They do very, very well. And how they did it is I saw one that when looking at the Facebook ads, they had not really any ads for the kids line on Blizzy, but they partnered with numerous small micro uh, influencers, bloggers, mom bloggers to then introduce the brand and like pictures of the pillowcase with the mom and the kid and then multiple. I saw like four or five of them that they were that were being marketed from the Blizzy site from that blogger page. Yeah. So another growth hack, right? Have bloggers, moms, because moms suggest and a lot of moms follow other moms. They suggest and they are big purchasers of each other. That's another good way to go about it. And that's what they Plus did. It's a cheap way of uh you know, marketing yourself, like you, especially if you don't want to pay like influencers that have millions and millions of followers, there's tons of bloggers out there that have a blog that could, they, they're not high authority websites, but they still generate a lot of traffic. Of so course. And they're more, usually they convert better because they have a stronger following, a yeah. more cult following. So, all right. My, number four. Number four. All right. I like this one. Creating your own PR and then using it as a retargeting ad. So go to the Facebook ad library again, you click on some of their ads, it's most likely a retargeting ad to, you know, for people that didn't buy it. What does a yet. retargeting ad mean? It's basically an audience that they're familiar with Blissey. They either got targeted through a prospecting ad and they didn't buy yet. They didn't buy mm -hmm. it or they engage with the post, something they, they, they're in their funnel 
and they need to build more credibility. So they create their own PR article. So you literally click on the ad. It directs you to a website that looks like... It's like a landing page. It's a landing page. But if, I mean, you, you kind of see it's like info.ballisti.com. Yeah. And it's literally talking in, as a third person. It's like a PR. It's like you paid for a PR article. Yeah. And it's on like, the bottom, all the way on the bottom, like, you know, when you're on TV, we see those like little small prints, like very, like a, a size font of like four. That's what they had like on the bottom of the their footer, footer that no one reads. Yeah. So they have tons of these articles. So they're literally yep. creating their own stuff. It's like how this silk pillowcase is changing women's lives. Yeah. And then it's like, you it's like the, no one looks at the URL. It's like at info at blissy.com. It's like, I thought this was by Forbes. And you'll even see some sites and some companies even design the PR site to look like another authentic PR site. That's another good one. I really like when that happens. So, I mean, look, it's a little taboo, but it works. Look, they're not. I don't know if they're lying. I don't know if their product is the best thing in the world. It could be. It's still got heard it is actually beneficial. Yeah, lots of positive reviews. And on top of that, this has been going on forever. Look, if your product is good, maybe this is the way to do it. I don't know, but it works. It seems like it's working. They're yeah. in a lot of different stores. It's just two people, and I believe the guy actually owns a, uh, an ad agency. He owns. A, I tried to look him up on LinkedIn and. He saw that one with the ad agency, yeah. and then there was like three or four influencer ambassador, basically <clears throat> operators or operations that like handle the ambassadors because it looks like they do a lot of partnerships, a lot of UCG and things like that. Yeah. So number five, I really don't have a number five because I don't really see a lot of things. But one thing I did notice that they do, and I have read a lot about this recently, is take advantage and engage in new features that Instagram releases. And why do I say that? Maybe Sean will know a little bit more about this, but Instagram's overall goal as a company is to basically have the most amount, uh, have their consumers and have their users engage in their software for as long as possible. That's basically their goal. So when they introduce Reels, when they introduce IGTV, I think there's a new introduction, Rooms is it called, or mm -hmm. something. There's a new introduction that's very similar to um, the Twitter, Twitter Rooms, Oh, Twitter Spaces. Twitter Spaces. Yeah, yeah. There's something that Instagram just introduced. When you see these things, you need to use them and show Instagram that you're using them because what happens is that type of engagement, they know that you're doing that and they're going to help. It's all through computers. We know that. But it's going to push that uh, IGTV. It's going to push that reel because that's what they want. They want these new features that they're introducing to go viral to basically take hold. So as a business, when you see these new features, make sure you use them, put them to use because Instagram is going to leverage that, meaning they're going to use that content and they're going to push it heavy for you. Love it. All right. Number six. And this is, I didn't want to intrude there because I think it's on point with everything we're saying as well. So yeah. uh, number six is not sleazy, but it's a great tactic and I love it is schedule your IG live in advance mm. and incentivize it for people to go there. And what they do, which I saw on their, their IG feed is, they said, hey, we're going live on Friday and we're giving away a bunch of products at the end of the video. So I really like that because it gets people to, all right, I'm gonna enter this live. It gets people tuned in, it gets people prepared rather than going live randomly, which I've done on Reborn, I gone ran live randomly. Again, you got to test things out and you're playing with things and learning as we go. And, and I like that. And they also take, took advantage of something new I, I've seen is when you're looking on their Instagram bio on your mobile, you could, you see it right on their profile 
like when when they're gonna go live next basically when you click on it it adds a, a reminder uh, an automatic reminder for your phone so that's that's great yeah so remember in covid remember the beginning of covid when basically there would be like concerts and and basically musicians and djs would be basically throwing like yeah. ten thousand people were on the live like crass like just because covid's over supposedly i don't want to offend anyone actually i don't really care it's over um <laughs> that way of what they do is literally is great it promotes the brand it gets engagement and they giveaways is another great growth hack to grow the Instagram account and to grow the brand. It's also giving people to see what who's behind the brand. People want to see a face. Dude, there's a reason why H was it HGTV did so well or does really Crush, well. Crushes it. They sell like these are live uh, on TV, television, right? Live things are just uh, selling products. Oh, QVC. QVC. I'm sorry. QVC. Uh, QVC. They're basically taking the QVC model. Yep. They have all these lives, and they know they're probably selling a lot during live so i think it's a great yeah. tactic there's another brand i think uh gymshark did that as well really i think so i read a big time about going live with uh when we did gymshark yeah. from what i remember all right is that i think that's it that's right? all we got guys i hope you like this episode if you did hit the thumbs up button if you're watching this on youtube if you're listening to this on amazon spotify uh itunes and so forth please please give us a five-star rating and share this to anyone that this could help and uh if you have any questions, tweet at mscopac or at Sean underscore Azari, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.